0: three years a a friend of mine that I was mentoring down in Fayetteville I was a discipleship pastor there uh, at a church in Fayetteville North Carolina and um, been mentoring with him he started to feel that God was uh, calling him and his family to uh, go on mission Mm -hmm. and uh, so he had heard about uh, the work that was going on in South Florida with uh, the church planting residency Uh, at Family Church in West Palm Beach. And so he came down uh, and uh, started that residency. And while he was going through that residency, like any good uh, person who's mentoring someone else, I'm watching what he's doing, seeing what he's reading, uh, looking at the the videos, instruction videos that they're sharing. And I started uh, vicariously learning as he was learning and going through that same process of talking about uh, training for trainers, uh, making disciples, uh, you know, the, the movement type process. And this was all new for me. Um, I had been in youth ministry and in discipleship uh, pastoring. And I had taught a lot about the need and the necessity to go out uh, and to share the gospel, but um, had not actively done so. I'd done a lot of, of teaching. Mm-hmm. I also, I was a, during that same time, uh, I was working as a teacher at a, at a Christian school, did that for about 14 years. So over combined, over 20 some years of teaching in school and in churches, teaching, and then came to understand the difference between teaching and training. And so when I started seeing all this taking place with, uh, with my friend, Paul, um, I was like, okay, I need to go down there and, and see what's happening. Mm made a few visits, uh, over the, the next uh, couple of summers. i uh, I just come down for a short trip, see what's happening. Um, met some of the people, talked to them about the, the, what's happening. And I was like, okay, this, this, this is a big part of what I've been looking for. Um, trying to move me towards more of a movement, um, type of, uh, type of process that I know is what God has called all of us to do. And this is, where I need to to be heading uh, as well, personally, but also in the aspect of being able to to truly train others to do the same. Um, and so uh, through that process, I eventually ended up getting in contact with uh, Troy Cooper. Mm-hmm. I think he's the culprit in most of these things.
1: Yes, yes. Troy, <laughs> Troy loves you and has a wonderful plan
0: for your life, Kevin. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's about how it came apart. About whenever apart. <laughs> it's about how it came about uh, whenever I talk with him. And uh, I started following him on Facebook. And when you do that, you get connected to everyone mm. uh, that's in this uh, uh, movement, especially the No Place Left movement. You get connected to all of those individuals. And then I started seeing all their stories. Mm. There is nothing more powerful than a harvest story.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That that's the reality, and I started seeing those stories and seeing what was happening, and I was like, okay, this is it. Um, I had already felt God leading me to come down here to South Florida anyway, initially to work uh, with my buddy and his uh, the church start that he was working on, and I was just going to work uh, by vocational,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and um, nothing was coming together in that aspect. And then one day I uh, I saw a post on Facebook uh, from Troy and he was asking for anyone that was interested in coming down as a, to work as a catalyst missionary in South Florida to get in touch with him. And so uh, Paul, my buddy actually saw that first and he said, did you see uh, no. Troy's post? And I said, no. And he said, you need to go look at it. And So I went and looked at it and uh, I called Troy um, that day and started sharing with him about what God had on my heart that I knew that I was coming down here, Mm. (laughs) just didn't know what the big picture was. And um, he shared with me some of the work that was going on here, even more in depth. And uh, then he made this one statement. He said, if you give me the green light, we'll go forward with this. Mm. And uh, I said, green light. (laughs) And um, that Steve was the beginning of, An incredible so far journey in obedience. That is the word that I've learned the most um, in being here uh, is the, is the process of being obedient to what God has called you to do. I knew it uh, many, many years ago uh, in many ways was running from it. Finally got to where I understood that that this is what we're called to is to live a life of obedience. Um, And then whenever he started me on that journey with uh, coming on with E3, uh, partners God just started putting all the pieces of the puzzle together and then I came to this conclusion I I came or was coming to South Florida at first with a um, kind of a a smaller vision mm-hmm. it, was, it was still a good thing to come and work with a church plant down here to help them grow and then God uh, showed me that he wanted to broaden that vision and so uh, Troy told me he says what if you could come down help your friend in his church plant, but do a whole lot more. Mm. And uh, when he said a whole lot more, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is, this is something I think God would have me to do. And so I'm able at this point to be helping out with my, my friend's church plant because he's, he's part of the work going on down here, but also a whole lot more. Tell
1: tell us about the whole lot more.
0: The whole lot more is uh, just, just the aspect of the freedom. That was a big word and a big word that that Troy likes to use. Um, he tells me all the time, Kevin, you're free. Mm. Um, that's major Mm. because you're able to look out at what's going on in the world. You're able to be out there on the streets every day. You're able to speak to people. You're able to share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're then able to start meeting with them, you know, sometimes even on a Hmm. one-on-one basis and then start seeing that begin to to move itself into, you know, the formation of a church that's coming together and their DNA at the very beginning is to reproduce. And so, you know, at this point right now I have, uh, I have church uh, starts that are uh, in the Haitian community. I have, uh, in the recovery community, uh, I've got one that uh, is at a uh, halfway house here because recovery addiction is a, is a a large part of what goes on in Mm -hmm. South Florida. Um, and he is just honestly opening up, you know, those doors left and right. One of the biggest things that happened within that, uh, the 30 day period, which we'll talk about just a little bit, um, was the formation of, of a team starting to come together because out in the harvest, um, I came into contact with uh, other believers that felt the same way and wanted to be on mission. And so they'd been going out with me, training with me, out in the harvest with me. Um, it's amazing. You would, you would never have thought that this happened so quickly. You
1: went, you went out and went and you encountered some believers Yes, and then recruited them to your team.
0: Yes. <laughs> we started and, and, and these things happen as God plans them because there's no way I planned that. Yeah. He introduced me, he led me to people and then now these people are like right there with me all along the way. They, the way we work it is if I'm out, uh, cause, cause the, the, all, the rest of these guys, they all have, um, full-time jobs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what they'll do is, uh, they know that I, the times when I'm out in the harvest, and when they have some free time or they're off work, they send me a text mm. and they say, hey, where are you? Right. And they me. Yeah. Or we have scheduled times during the week when I know they're off and then they go out and they join me. We're we're doing it mm. this afternoon, mm. going out with a group into a, a, a area here. So God is just expanding it. And he's also helping me to be able to find my way to like-minded people who also want to be called on mission. And so he's given me a chance to, to get them trained out in the harvest. That's important. we mm. are <laughs> not, not doing the training sitting inside of a, a classroom. Yeah. We're doing the training out in the harvest, mm. which is the best place for training to take place is out in the harvest. And once they, uh, their initial time out on the harvest, once they saw this, because for many of them, it was the first, well actually for all of them, yeah. it was, First time they had ever been out in their communities. Mm. One of them even came, you know, back sharing. This is the first time I've ever led anyone to Christ. And and he and, and one of one of the guys that goes out with me. His name is Emil. Um, he is a 21 year old Haitian and uh, American. And he, he went out and his first time he shared the, the three circles. Um, He came back and and he was like, I had all these fears and there was no reason. (laughs) He said, he said, this is the simplest way to share. And so that's what I mean by, you know, the the assisting my friend with his church plant, but a whole lot more because honestly, Steve, every, every day, you know, there's other opportunities that come up and I don't even, well, you can never guess what they'll be or how God will form them. Mm. But I think the key in that is just being obedient to go out and harvest. Um, my background, of course, has a lot of pastors in it, um, and so I, I do a lot of posting on Facebook, mm-hmm. like crazy, because <laughs> I want people to see the stories. And what's happening is even some of those pastors, friends of mine, are seeing that, and they're like, "What are you doing? Send me information on this. Uh, I want to know more about, mm. you know." this type of, of outreach and training and all. And, it's, uh, and so it's, it's kind of moving from that standpoint. Uh, another friend of mine that uh, was from the church that I'm coming from in Fayetteville, um, he started following what was going on. And long story short, he has now uh, gone through the process with E3 and he is gonna be going to Denver uh, for seminary, but also working with no place left there. And all of this has taken place in just a couple of months.
1: So we, we should back up. And, and, uh, yeah, no, this is good. So you joined E three as your mission agency cause you're a missionary to, to South Florida. Yes. Um, and it sounds like you also took on the lifestyle of a missionary. Yes. Instead of thinking, well, you know, I'm a pastor; I should just hang out at church. Uh, you put it that you you just assumed there is no church. I'm going to get into the harvest.
0: Yes. Now,
1: you've mentioned this thirty day thing. What what was that?
0: Uh, it was a blessing. That's what it was, uh, and is. Um, when when I got here, I was I was told by Troy and the rest of the group. Uh, that for the first 30 days, I was basically to do nothing but harvest work. Okay. I wasn't to associate, because I also do some work with uh, some legacy churches. Mm-hmm. So I was not to associate with the legacy churches. I was not to uh, attend uh, our team church, which is our E3 team church. I was not supposed <laughs> to do anything except <laughs> for me to go out in the harvest. And so, um, that's what my time, my time was divided among, uh, my learning time, my, de- my personal devotional time and harvest time. And there was to be nothing else.
1: Okay. So they, they banned you from going to church. Yes. What sort of cult is this? this Troy Cooper? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what did it look like? You know, um, the
0: very first week.
1: Yeah. What was the first week like? The very what first would we say, week? you know, this is sort of this, your job is to be in the harvest. Yes. Okay. So the
0: very first week of the 30 days, mm-hmm. by the end of that week, I was meeting with a church start. Yes. Okay. In one week. T- tell us that story. Okay. Uh, I stepped out, uh, what they did is each day, they would um, give me one person to harvest with. Yeah. From uh, at the beginning, it was from the rest of the E3 team, and then later on, I uh, went out with some from legacy churches.
1: So, whenever possible, you had someone with you
0: uh, always,
1: always great.
0: I would do individual um, solo harvesting, mm-hmm. but I would do that like in open areas like the park, yeah, or a coffee shop or something like that. But if it was in a neighborhood, more like your door to door type thing, yeah. it was at least two. At least two. And so the very first, the very first time I went out on the harvest, I was uh, with Corey Rasco and uh, we went out, I opened up the door to my apartment. Uh, There were two people sitting outside Mm. of of my next door neighbor's house, whom I had not even met yet. And um, we engaged them uh, in a gospel conversation, shared the three circles, and spent a few hours with them in the, in the process of all that, helping to answer some of their questions. And, um, and these were from the recovery segment as well. Mm. Um, uh, in, in the process of answering their questions and spending the time with them, by the end of the day, we had had uh, two baptisms. We'd gone, we'd gone through the 411, Uh, We had had two baptisms uh, all within that one day period because we went through the three circles, got all the way to the point where we asked them, you know, where they see themselves in God's design or in brokenness. And they said, brokenness. We took it from there. We asked them, was there anything keeping them from accepting, you know, uh, what Christ had come to bring them to salvation? And they said, uh, no. And, uh, so my very first day, 30 days, your very first step, you opened the
1: door, stepped outside and there yes. they were. Yes. Wow.
0: Yeah. So you can't make, you can't make this stuff up, Steve. <laughs> That's impossible. That's God stuff. And so, uh, we spent, Troy happened to be in the area, um, because I live about uh, 50 minutes from the rest of the E3 guys.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: Troy happened to be in the area. Um, he hears what's going on. He comes, he comes down to join us. Um, I'm sharing the four one one, which is what we share with uh, a believer or a Christian initially that kind of gets them, um, a kickstart into the process of you're also called to be an ambassador for Christ.
1: You've just baptized these folks and you're, you're training them in in how to
0: make disciples. disciples. Yes. Mm. And this is still the first day. Yeah, I think you
1: could have knocked off for the rest of the week. You've you've just achieved.
0: <laughs> no no no, it was just getting started. Okay. And so then Troy comes by. Um, he is present while I'm training them in the 401. The first time I'd ever done the 401 was with them. And Troy is Facebook liveing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> he loves to do that too. Yes. So he's doing a Facebook live of the first time I ever shared mm-hmm. the 411 with two individuals who had just been baptized as, as believers mm. on the very first day of me being the harvest. Wow.
1: Okay.
0: It doesn't, it doesn't end there.
1: Steve. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, the, the, um, Best friend of these two who had who had accepted Christ and been baptized um, comes home from work. We're actually inside of his apartment. Okay. Okay. He's never seen us before. He comes in and he sees us. And yeah. You know, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, we just, um, your two friends here just accepted Christ today and have been baptized and we're going through some training with them. And so the the friend of theirs then starts listening to what we're we're sharing, mm. and then we ask him, "Is there anything keeping him from being baptized, accepting Christ and being baptized?" Um, and uh, he said, "No." So we went back out to we got we baptized him in a hot tub. By the way, where I live, <laughs> so we went back to the hot tub.
1: Bit more roomy than a bathtub.
0: Yeah, a bit more roomy. Yes and a nice view outside. We went back to the same hot tub that the two of them had been mm-hmm. baptized in. And, and then they baptized their friend. Wow. These were three baptisms mm-hmm. in the first day of the harvest. Mm-hmm. And so then the next thing we do after that is we start the commands of Christ. So we started the commands of Christ that Sunday of the same week. And we had, and I had my first uh, church start mm. that, that very same week.
1: What, yeah. what I love about this is that when you go out in the harvest, you will see amazing things. Yes, but you've also gone from that amazing encounter with God in the harvest straight into the fulfillment because people forget the end game is disciples and church formation. Yes. And you knew what to do each step. Yes.
0: With with, uh, just a household of people. And the reason I knew what to do honestly is the training, Mm. that training. And then it's so clear. (laughs) Hmm you know it's so clear they took the time to and they always do in the training we, t- we take the time to um, make sure that we spell out exactly what is the structure yeah when do you do what and then when and then entering into that discipleship you know starting discipleship with them is you know the main uh point of, of what we're about and because, are
1: they still going on with discipleship and church
0: yes well, uh, yes, they have, they're from the recovery. Yeah. I will show you this. Yeah. They're in the recovery segment. So at this, at this point, uh, we had to halt mm. the the discipleship because they're going through treatment. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's normal down yeah. here. Mm. And so they're, they're through that process going through treatment. And as soon as they get back out, out, we'll start back. Uh, we had gone through before they had went to treatment. We were on, um, I believe we had started Command Six.
1: Okay. Which mm. is very good. <laughs> mm. So, now we, we can't go through every, you know, no. there's 29 more days, Kevin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll give you gist. Yeah, give, yeah, give, give us another story. Um, we went out into a, a Haitian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was me and one of the uh, E3 guys, Jonathan. And uh, we were sharing with people there in the Haitian restaurant. One guy whose name is Pompano, his last name is Pompano. We call him Pompano, uh, who's also Haitian. He was overhearing our conversation. He approaches us hmm. and says that this is what he had been praying for or what he God had been placing on his heart. He started meeting with me, um, going through the commands uh, in Starbucks and then we move from Starbucks to um, uh, meeting here, where I stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we have a church start that has that has begun in the clubhouse where I stay. So we do it out in the open, where everybody can see. He started coming to that, and then he started going out with me in the harvest. Um, all, a whole lot. He's actually going out with me today, mm-hmm. in the harvest. And so we met him just in a restaurant over here in a conversation. He then uh, takes on this understanding of ambassador. He is now going out with me in the harvest. He's sharing the three circles. I, I think the, the most lovely thing was one day we went out into a park area uh, in Lake Worth, near, near where I live. And I was engaged in a gospel conversation with one man. And then I turn around and Pompano is not there. Pompano had engaged in another gospel conversation, his first one by himself
2: mm.
0: with the guy that was right in front of me. And I walked over it. He was sharing the three circles. The very first time he had ever shared them by himself without any initiative from me. I didn't have to look at him and say, Pompano, can you please go and engage this man over here? He went on his own. And was some, the other
1: guy a Haitian? Uh, yeah. no,
0: no, he wasn't. <laughs> Which... It's just, it's just amazing. Uh, there's just so many of these, of these, these stories and it's just the, the biggest thing is if, if people will get out on the streets, hmm. if they will get, get out up on the streets and start engaging people, God is going to bring the increase.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, you've got to get out of your mind, these ideas that I don't know what to say or I'm hmm. afraid or, or, you know, God, God will send you to the people that he's prepared. Not every single situation is going to be a green light. Mm. You're going to have to deal with yellow lights that end up not following through. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have to deal with red lights that are not interested. Mm-hmm. But you just keep going. Yeah. You know, and, you, and you, you just, you're going to have to go through a lot of gospel conversations to find those people at peace uh, and to find those houses of peace. And then and then God's going to start doing everything else around you. There's no way you can second guess it. You should never look at an individual and mm. assume they are not going to listen. The mm. very first two people that I just shared the long story about them with, um, they are totally covered in tattoos.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, recovery segment. If you were initially to look at them, they might be a little scary to you. Yeah but they're probably some of the best people I've ever met. Mm. And God let me see that the very first day. Yeah. Uh, and that I think helped me to make sure that I just share with whomever. Mm. And I don't sit there and say, Oh, I don't think this person will listen, or I'm scared yeah. of this person.
1: You, you don't say no for them. You know, I do not. You don't,
0: you don't, you don't do. know. Mm. Um, I've, a lot of the people I engage are people, like I said, that are struggling with addiction. There was one man, uh, that, uh, we engaged one day and, um, he was a very tall guy. Um, very, um, initially scary looking mm. to be. Honest. And, uh, I knew that, that he, at that moment was under the influence. Mm-hmm. I could tell we went over and approached him. I asked him, was there, I told him we were in the neighborhood and we were praying for people. Was there anything I could pray for him about? And initially he was just like, acted like he didn't understand that. Yeah. and He started to move away. And then, um, I looked at him and I said, I asked this question, what has a hold of you? Wow. And when I said that, Steve, he, he bent over and he put his hands out to the side and he says, I need to be free. That is, that is the truth and we it was me and another guy named Robbie that was with me. Uh, Robbie Christmas, yeah. you may have crossed him. Um, We sat there and we prayed in, mm. intensely for that man because when he did that, it was, it was like, mm. the, that demonic oppression yeah. or whatever it was, he understood it and he needed to be free. And mm. since then, um, I've met him on numerous occasions uh, and we've honestly become, you know, close. Um, he at this point is uh, also in recovery, which is awesome. I mm. so finally, you know, was able to get him into a, uh, a place where he could be. But when he just looked at me and he said, you know, I, I want to be free. Yeah. I want to be free. And then on the subsequent times in which I've met him out in the park, we've just sat there and prayed. Mm as each of these segments, he, he was from the recovery, but it was also from the homeless segment. Yeah. He was, he was addicted and homeless. Um, each of those you end up having to deal with uh, in a very particular way and you have to let God lead that. Yes. So for me, a lot of times, uh, with, with that, with the homeless population, which is huge down here as well. Um, it's, it is many times a ministry of prayer. Hmm. Um, just checking on them going by and praying with them. I've shared the three circles with them. Yeah. Um, you can do, you can do some level of discipleship, mm. but they're so transient. They move so much. Um, when you catch them and you see them a lot of times it's just prayer. Yeah. You know, so just, just so, so many, so many stories. Yeah. Uh, the first month, I think I had 86 gospel shares. Um, We had, that was the formation at that point. After the 30 days I had, I had um, Pompano who has come on board with me as I call them harvesters mm-hmm. and <laughs> the yeah. come out with me. Emil, who's also Haitian, who goes out with me. Um, Stuart, who's another uh, guy that um, goes out with me in the harvest. Um, Paul, just a, a, a number of, of these individuals that are you know coming together after that 30-day period that continue to be Mm -hmm. with me in the harvest so that was definitely an outcome of it the other was just you identify immediately with brokenness
2: Hmm.
0: so um, when I walk out in the like the Haitian communities um they recognize me because they've seen me out there which is which is very good um so there there is that connection that takes place. Same thing happens when I'm out in the park areas because they, they recognize me. So that connection was made. Um, The church starts themselves uh, that are continuing was a process of, you know, of that 30 days. But I think the biggest is just the overall mindset Hmm. that this is who you are. this This is your identity and you're called to bring others along with you. Um, I, I think, honestly, that formation and the continued formation of that team, that harvesting team, that has now made this a part of their life. Yeah, that's
1: the, the, the unexpected outcome for, for me, hearing the story, that normally we recruit the team and then try and somehow get in the harvest. You just got in the harvest and, and that formed the team. bring the team.
0: Yes, the harvest brought the team. And the formation of the team as a continual unit was brought about by the harvest. So the key, the key to all of this is the harvest time. Mm. The key to every bit of this is the harvest time. If you don't, if you can get people out into the harvest to get them to see what God can do, then that will change mm. you know, what's going on in that person's life. They will see it. And many of these, they may have been individuals who've been in church their entire life. Mm. Mm. But they had not been out in the harvest, mm. and so when they start seeing that this is what we're called to do, that this is what it looks like, that changes everything.
2: Mm.
0: In that process, and so now at this point uh, in in the ministry, I've basically what I've ended up having to do is you you have to end up doing a a focus of your time. And so now, you know, after this, I started looking at it and I was like, what do I need to be investing my time in? So now, you know, I didn't have to have someone tell me this. Troy is very good at this. Troy, Troy does not like to give direct answers, mm-hmm. which I appreciate that. When I first got here, I don't know if I appreciated it as much.
1: Okay. It's a little but, bit open ended for you.
0: Yeah. What he, he, he quips. But then, if you if I would go to him and I would say, Troy, what do I need to do? He was very hesitant in in telling me take these steps. Mm. He says, let, "Find it out for yourself. God will God will show you what it needs to be." I don't I don't know if there's anything any more wise than that, mm. because otherwise you'll end up creating, um, you'll end up creating a duplicate in the in in the sense of you're expecting that every situation is going to follow the same pattern and mm. it's not
1: yeah or there are buttons to press and you'll get yeah. an outcome
0: your tools remain consistent yeah the tools are consistent but sometimes the for, the formation of things you know that's not sometimes always that's up to god mm. because you can't guess these things so i think the tools are there they're biblical tools they're reproducible tools anyone can use them uh, to start towards movement, but there's also going to have to be that that aspect of the unknown. You know, where God is saying, you know, just get out there and do, mm. and the rest of this will come together. Just yeah. get out there and do, and the rest of this will come will come together. Uh, so, and this,
1: so you needed some basic training. Yes, you needed some partners.
0: That yes, you're not
1: going out alone. Um you needed not to feel like you had all the answers, but to expect that God by His spirit would guide. Yes. Um, Now imagine you, you've, you've raised full-time missionary support, but someone listening to this, who, who works a normal job, they, they may not have the hours you have in the day, but they could commit a month to, and, and, and drop in some regular times yes being out in the harvest so you needed to have consistent time in the harvest yes and then um, in the early part I'm just sort of reflecting back but in the mm-hmm. early part it's like the pre-existing team 50 minutes away will support me and come out with me yes but you discovered that the workers are in the harvest as well as those who everything is in the harvest.
0: yeah Yes. Well, yeah, everything's in the harvest. Uh, the, the, the Troy and the rest of the team, they have, we have this little phrase, the resources are in the harvest. One, one aspect of this, third, of this 30 mm. days was I got to a certain point where I had so many follow ups in the harvest that I, at that point I was like, Oh guys, I got to stop going out in the harvest because I can't keep up.
1: You've got two so, many houses of
0: I had too many houses.
1: Jesus <laughs> said, "Stop
0: moving around <laughs> make it disciple." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I had to uh, um, I had to stop and I had to start to start moving into the the follow up aspect.
2: Hmm.
0: So basically, I saw a pattern: harvest, follow up, church gatherings, training, and and even to this day, that's the weekly uh, rhythm that I follow: harvest, follow up, church gatherings training. Hmm. I, after, I, after I leave uh, this interview with you, I have two church starts today, mm-hmm. back to back, and I'm taking Emil with me because one, they're in the Haitian community. He's Haitian American. And so, but the other is, is he needs to see how uh, church gatherings are, you know, how the three thirds hmm you know, process unfolds, he needs more practice and seeing that and then working towards him taking, you know, over some of the aspects of those three thirds. So you, i you're, you're training all the time. Yeah. Is what you're doing because you quickly see there's no way that you can do this on your own and it would be a very poor job if you attempted to do it on your own because that's not.